0: COVID 19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID 19. Thank you.
1: This is the police. An unknown pathogen has been detected on these premises. Come
0: out with your hands. I mean, sp- stay in with your hands up.
1: You are hereby quarantined until such time as it is deemed safe to enter and shoot your asses.
0: Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for listening. I would like to ask that if you're listening to and enjoying the show, please give it five stars wherever it is you're getting the episodes. Whatever podcast resource you're using, please give the show a five-star rating, a thumbs up, a positive review, whatever. And uh, if you don't like it, well, then why are you still listening? Speaking of... Of podcast resources, I said on the first episode that I didn't three weeks ago, which I can't even believe it's, it was three weeks ago. But I said I would actually be adding the episodes on YouTube just as a video, which I guess would have just been a still image. And then the audio over the top. And I thought about that. And there are a lot of people getting the show through the different podcast resources. And I thought, well, it is one more. But it's also a whole other process. I mean, I just post the episode on the website, and it's distributed to all the platforms. Doing a video throwing it up on YouTube is a little more work, and not that it's impossible to do right now, but basically, I don't know that anyone would go to YouTube for the show that wouldn't get it from any of these other places, any of these other podcast resources. It might be a little redundant, and it would take the most work out of all of it just to create a video of each episode separately. So... That's probably not going to happen in the immediate future, but there may be some YouTube stuff soon. I'm trying to figure a few things out. I'm working on the next few weeks of episodes, trying to get some stuff going. So there may be some YouTube content. I'm not trying to tease anything, and I'm not trying to promise anything that won't necessarily be delivered. Just want you to know that there's, uh, there are ideas being floated and things are being worked on. That's my sincere hope that all of these plans do come together. And that we're further able to expand the experiment, do more stuff with the show, and uh, have some more fun while we're all here on lockdown. Because we can all use a bit of cheering up right now. In a moment, I'll be talking to Corey Noyce, or as we call him, Corey Noyes, because that's literally how his last name is spelled. Corey is the only one among us who still works in retail and is working right now in the middle of this pandemic. There was a time for about nine months between fall 2009 and the beginning, maybe towards the middle of summer 2010, where a bunch of us all worked together in the same store. That would be me, Jack, Ryan, Corey, and Metal Jimmy. And Corey is still at that store, but uh, it was funny to think, wow, that was 10 years ago we all worked in this store together, and out of that came the the seeds and then eventually the, the nucleus of the only podcast that matters, which... Corey was so great on The Only Podcast That Matters that he actually has his own best of show, which if you go to theonlypodcast.com or you look up The Only Podcast That Matters on your podcast resources, you can find from the beginning of uh, 2015, there is a, an earful of noise, wah, wah, which is a collection of Corey's funniest moments and best moments and favorite moments and all this other stuff. Really, really funny. So if you want some more Corey in your ear... Check that out because as of now, he's one of only two people who have a best of show dedicated to him. The other one being Dan, who again, if you followed this show or the only podcast that matters or any of the stuff I've done for any length of time over these last almost 10 years, goddamn, then you probably know who Dan is and uh, that's well worth your time as well. So Corey and I are going to get into all the things he's dealing with. I don't have, frankly, too much commentary or insight or anything else to what's going on right now because I feel like Corey and I cover a lot of that, all of which is up to date. So I don't feel like there's anything I need to talk about really in this monologue other than self-serving nonsense about listening to this show and others I've been involved in (laughs) and uh, what's going to happen from here on out. But uh, thank you for listening. Of course, lots more to come in the future. Literally just getting started. Only three weeks in, seven episodes into the revival of the show. Lots of good stuff to look forward to. But for now, let's talk to Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Good. Good. Just enjoying my weekend off. Oh, you got the whole weekend? Yep. Okay. That's a relief. Because you're one of the few <sighs> among us who's working right now. You. Yeah, working more than ever. Yeah, you work in a, in a big box store. So you're essential services. You're the first one who I've talked to who's actually part of that that group of essential services which means you have to work no matter what. I mean, I suppose unless you got infected. Are, are there any are there any guidelines they've given as far as if you if you don't want to come to work cuz obviously a lot of people are worried about you know how right. con- contagious this is.
1: Right, no, actually there there are a lot of A lot of these industry companies, especially the one I work, they will allow you to be out of work if you want to, if you are uncomfortable. And there are plenty of people that I work with that are just uncomfortable. Either they have older people at home or they're immune compromised or they're just not comfortable in general. Um, And they still allow them to not be at work. Granted, you know, if you're just concerned, you're not going to get paid, but it's not going to count against them and, like, they're not going to lose their job because they're absent.
0: Okay, good. I mean, that's a whole... It, it would be really horrible to say to anybody, oh, you need to be at work or you need to use... You know, if, if you're not coming in, you better use your time or something to be accounted for, yeah. so...
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are stores that have down um, like smaller stores with, you know, limited budgets, but these, you know, high-profile chains, they, um, you know, the spotlight's on them right now, so they have to try to be do
0: what's best for us yeah oh without a doubt so the the major panic i'd say where everybody was panic shopping and everything that was pretty much three weeks ago before all this really kicked in i mean the day that i started the show march 16th was the first day of this suggested curfew of 8 p.m to 5 a.m don't go anywhere unless you have to so i Mm -hmm. feel like the the couple days at the end of the previous week and leading into the weekend was where all the panic was happening. I feel like that's kind of calmed down now, but you know better than I would when it comes to what people are shopping for. Are people, people still yeah. hoarding or people still panicked or is everybody at this point being more even tempered about it?
1: Um, overall, I mean, people are still very on edge. They're still very panicky about it. They just we're not seeing as many people because, you know, all the people that came in for a rush of, products and services and all this other things they you know they got them all so my personal guess is we're going to see another big rush whenever these people start running out of stuff again so it's it's just a matter of when you know and if if things are not getting better if they're staying either the same or getting a little worse i don't see it getting less panicky so it's it's tough to say like we still don't have toilet paper we still don't have Paper towel, really? I mean, every morning we still have people lined up at the door, so the first hour is still very, at least a little hectic, and then it does usually die down after that. At least right now,
0: are you still having to deal with people freaking out or having a, a temper? Concerning, I don't know if they're doing limit restrictions. I've seen that in a couple stores I've been to. Like,
1: yeah, but, I mean, there are people have not gotten as angry about limit restrictions. You know, we had a we had an employee that we told the person that he could not buy all this extra, um, cleaning supplies. You know, we were limiting it to, I think two at the time per person or per family even. And they were probably, they were, they were telling us that, you know, their sister is sick and she needs to need this information. And we, we unfortunately have to hold the same standard to everybody. So he just refused. He kept going to different lines and we kept telling him no. And eventually he started just screaming at the, the person's face and like recording them and, sticking their uh, the camera in
0: the face and the person Jesus. had a panic attack and had to go home. Wow. That's uncalled for. I mean, freaking out on anybody. I mean, I get that there's a bit of self-preservation that people get into at a time like this, but to, to freak out on somebody, I don't know. It, it would take a lot for me to do it. So it is always surprising when right. you see how people freak out just on the average day. I mean, forget all this. Yeah. We, we, we've had our share. And we've, we've told them on, on various shows down the years of, um, yeah, of different unreasonable customers and people who freaked out or have argued over basically nothing. But even right now you have, I can't believe people don't understand that this, there is a point to all of this, that it's not just restricting people because it's, right. it's a good idea. I, you know, I don't it, think it's
1: people, right. I don't think people fully understand what flattening the curve really is. There's a reason to do it. It's, it's not for our sake. It's for the medical field's sake. You know, we don't want to overwhelm that system. And this is extremely important like, to the point where my, my work is now I've an offering where they're going to start giving out gloves and, and masks at the beginning of every shift for every employee.
0: Oh, really? See, I actually haven't seen that in any stores yet. I haven't seen any any employees wearing masks. I've seen them all wear gloves. I will say
1: gloves is, I, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of reading on this. And, you know, unless they're giving us enough the gloves to change it like every hour, it's almost pointless to wear gloves. Just wash your hands more often than just because you're, you're still going to get whatever it is on your gloves.
0: Right, and then pass it around everywhere you touch with the gloves on. <laughs> so it, it's right. not necessarily it going to do any good. It's going to keep it off your skin, but you're going to spread it around.
1: Right, right. So, I don't know. It's, it's very tense. You know, I work, thankfully, not on the floor. I work in the office, so I deal with more of the employees who – have to deal with this so I hear a lot of the stories and it's it's you know I feel bad for some of these people who have to deal with people that are one either rude or people that just don't take it very seriously uh, and still invade personal space just the stress of trying to maintain a job and provide for their family and still have to deal with all this pandemic and you know god forbid they take anything home or get sick themselves
0: right and that's the whole issue and it's it's annoying that people don't understand even the point of flattening the curve when it comes to just even going outside. You see people, I mean, there are, there are a lot of memes that are joking about it. You know, people who haven't exercised mm-hmm. since 1998 and they, there's a picture of a marathon, you know, as soon as <laughs> there's an order <laughs> yeah. to, to stay at home. Or it's highly recommended to stay at home. But even like you said, flattening the curve, I feel like that's kind of lost on people. There's almost this sense of, especially in other parts of the country that aren't affected as badly as, as we are in New Jersey. I mean, we're still number two right behind New yeah. York with, with number of infections, but I feel like there's this weird sentiment, and, you know, not necessarily that you're seeing it, but just in general, in that, well, it's not affecting me, so I don't see the point in doing all of this. I don't see the point in staying at home. I don't see the point in not being able to go to work, blah, 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 blah. Like The idea that this will spread and how contagious it's been seems to be lost on yeah. people. Just the fact that, no, it will spread because it has, and if only a small amount of people in your area have it, whether it's your your county, your town in, in New Jersey and in other parts of, of the country, it will spread. It's going to infect more yep. people if you if you have kind of a cavalier attitude about it. So, yeah, this whole idea of, like, people look at it as a buzzword, like, oh, flattening the curve. But there is a point to it. You want to try to minimize the infections because, like you said, you don't want to strain medical resources. There's only so many of those to go around.
1: Right. Yep. There's only, you know, those people deserve to be protected. And if they're not getting their proper personal protective equipment to handle, like, the people the sick. You know, they don't have enough beds. They don't have enough ventilators. It's it's just going to, like, catastrophe. You know, you're going to have more people dead than there ever would have been if we, you know, actually listened to these orders.
0: Right, and it's hardly the worst sacrifice to have to stay home. I mean, I get people are going to start getting antsy now. The weather's getting warmer around here and are going to want to go outside or go to the beach or whatever it is, but it's... Uh, I really hope people are able to kind of keep this in perspective, especially as the numbers keep going up, which they are. New Jersey doubled just since Monday.
1: I think Tuesday we had, I think, in New Jersey, 550-ish deaths in New Jersey. And then the next day we had over 1,000. It almost
0: doubled in one day. Okay, so Monday, March 30th now, a week ago, it was 16,636. And then as of Saturday... 34,124. So more than double. Yeah. And it uh, yeah, went from and it's, 198 well, deaths to 846, it, which is... Yeah,
1: I mean, a, lo- a lot of it has to do with... It's not like more people... I mean, a lot of people are probably getting infected, but a lot of it has to do with they're actually testing now and you're figuring out who is, in fact, in fact infected. And, you know, you're not going to show symptoms for a while. Some people might not even show symptoms. They might have a severe minor case, but it's still contagious.
0: Right. Well, that's it. There seems to be a real almost, um, as Seth MacFarlane put it, a a Russian roulette quality to this where the the old and the young aren't the most susceptible to this because I've seen people even two weeks ago in their 30s who are unfortunately getting taken down by this. And that's the thing that was really jarring me. I I mean, people say, well, viruses don't discriminate. Well, it's not that. But you would assume somebody who has a healthy immune system who's young enough who can maybe withstand A virus that doesn't seem to be the case here it it really seems to be it it could be anybody that seems to be the scarier part at least to me were there any restrictions we didn't get into this and frankly i was hoping to had i started doing the show at the beginning of the year which was my intention but um Mm -hmm. was there any concern or any restrictions because you just had some pretty major surgery was that a concern at all for you um i mean yeah yeah, you know, I'm technically been cleared by my surgeon, and so I
1: should be good to go. But I mean, I still have, you know, I'm overweight. I mean, if uh, I had weight loss surgery, so I'm still, I still have the benefit of being overweight, and that's all in itself a red flag for this. But yeah, I mean, there's breathing issues, and there's just the recovering. But I mean, I think I'm outside enough where I think I'll be fine. My main concern is, you know, just washing my hands and with my cousin grandmother right now and she is 82, and she there's another 92 year old deer and you know, I, my biggest concern is to make sure that I do the best I can to make sure I don't get sick as, for them.
0: Yeah you don't want to be the one who brings it home.
1: Right so it's it's tough because I mean I have to be careful one be conscientious of myself because you know I'm not I might not be like the model typical but I mean, I'm still at a higher risk and a healthy person.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. There, there are a lot of factors that would put you at a higher risk. That's what I would have thought. But cool. you're you're still there. You're still doing it. Well, they gave you a pay bump, right? Because I know a lot of places that are still open right now, they uh, were giving everybody a bit of an increase. Your company gave you that, right?
1: Yes, they, they gave everybody in the company that's hourly an extra $2 an hour for the next six weeks.
0: Oh, that's good. I mean, at least that's something. It's weird. I, I feel like we're definitely in this time and I've mentioned this in bits and pieces before, but where things like this are going to be reevaluated as far as, you know, the, the jokes always been made about housewives and, you know, stay at home moms and about like, that's not as hard as working. But now that everybody's getting a face full of their kids, I feel like they're getting a little more. Oh, um, maybe, uh, I guess this is a harder yeah, job than I thought. Look, maybe they'll appreciate their teachers a little bit more. Teachers, nurses, doctors. I mean, it's funny. There's so many, there's, there was a big thing in the UK where the, the government there didn't uh, they voted against a pay raise for nurses and now everybody's depending on them. And now they're the ones who are showing up at work and risking infection and everything mm-hmm. else. And now people are pissed because they're saying, hey, we didn't vote for an increase, you know, to increase uh, wages for nurses. Well, that's something I feel like is going to get reevaluated. Everybody's getting in, in getting a real sense of what's important and, and what they kind of take for granted on a daily basis. Right,
1: which I hope they do, because I 100,000% believe that the backbone of our medical industry is our nurses, and the oh, yeah. professionals who are down in the trenches, and they need to be supported, and I hope they are.
0: Yeah, me too. I hope they get their gear. I hope they get the stuff they need to protect themselves. I hope they don't get sick. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. even in the, in the case of you, I mean, I've seen... I've been grocery shopping once a week. That's been... When I go out to get whatever it is we need, essentially for the week, going out with the list, making sure I get as much as possible, checking out, being patient. So I haven't seen anybody really freak out or be ridiculous. You know, I've, I've had to wait in line because they're only letting X amount of people in the store at a time. I've had to you know stand back and, and not, you know, I can put my stuff on the belt, but I can't go face to face with the cashier or kind of move the transaction along you know, scan my loyalty card or put in my phone number or whatever or, or get my payment going like I normally would. And that's fine with me because I've also been on the other side of it. So I, I can appreciate somebody who's being a patient customer. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'm happy that I haven't seen too many people freaking out. So that's why I'm curious about your perspective, because maybe I've been lucky in that. I've just missed it.
1: Well, I mean, I think the initial shock of the people, I, I, I feel like people are falling into a couple different camps. There's the people that panic at, at a drop of a dime. They're the people that, you know, there's a storm coming, they're going to come buy all the bread and milk, and they they go home. And they don't care if they buy all of it. They just want to make sure they have enough for themselves. And then you got the people who are nonchalant, don't give a crap, and they will not stock up at all. They won't care, and they'll just believe it's all overblown. And then you got the reasonable people right in the middle who are cautious. And they're the people that are still shopping, like you, once a week, getting what they need you know i don't blame people for getting extra toilet paper but there's no reason you need 572 packs of toilet paper
0: yeah exactly
1: you know you want to get an extra one yeah go ahead because you know it's night you're going to be home for a while so you're going to be using a lot more toilet paper
0: true but at the same time if you're going through if you need 72 rolls a month then you had a problem before this even came about. So you you should have seen a doctor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to go see a a, a gastroenterologist and see what's doing in your, in your bowels (laughs) because (laughs) you can't can't go through that much toilet paper that you need. But it was such a strange, it was such a strange thing to hoard. I thought of all things like toilet paper. I know it's not going to go bad and it'll get used, but I'm thinking compared to everything else that was such a weird, was there anything else that maybe people were hoarding? Or that were that was selling out, or has continued to sell out. I mean, aside from cleaning products, aside from toilet paper, things like that. Is there stuff that's steadily sold out? Yeah, actually. I mean, besides yeah, kinds
1: cleaning supplies, you know, sanitizer, wipes, all that stuff. Yeah. The the food products we we pretty much have a real hard time keeping like non perishables on the shelf, like pastas, beans, pasta sauce. That stuff goes like immediately. Soups, canned soups, which I guess is not a bad thing. They're drying, at least non-perishables will last a long time if they need it.
0: Well, and it's something so hopefully long. that'll get replenished sooner because those are probably sitting somewhere in someone's warehouse.
1: Yeah, I mean we have had a lot more replenishment, so we haven't had as much issue with
0: some of the food products. We're still out of toilet paper, paper towel, and
1: tissues, sanitary wipes, all that stuff. That's gone every day. We have that's what mainly the big line outside is is to grab those. You know, they'll go in, they'll get all the stuff they need, and then they leave, and murder. those are empties, empty areas. So I, even when I'm, when I'm at work, I, I do the orientation at work, and I bring them around the store, we go by the section where the paper towel is. I call it the graveyard now. <laughs> this is where we used to have toilet paper in paper towel. And
0: this is where you see the empty shelves, this 12 feet of empty shelves, because that's where, actually more yep. than that, probably an entire aisle or two that's empty.
1: Yeah, there's like three, four, five, six aisles, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Actually, that's one thing I wanted to bring up is um, there's a lot more people applying to work there at my job than, than before. Really? There are tons of people that are applying. I had seven people. I had nine people scheduled, and seven of them showed up for orientation last Friday. Wow. And I personally think it's one is people that are losing their jobs.
0: And oh, yeah, definitely.
1: they need a job. Or there are people that are like, they're taking a hiatus from their job. Their job said, all right, we you come back in three months? And they have to find some way to supplement their income for now. So we're getting like, we're even getting professionals who have like master's degrees applying for anything.
0: Right. And
1: it, it's tough to weed through those because some of those people, we know that they're there temporarily because they just need some, they just need some money until they can go back to their regular job. And that's tough to kind of like, we want to help those people, but we also want to try to promote longevity in our job.
0: Right. You you want to foster some some growth within, you know, for the employees because you don't want to just have people come in for a little while. And that was always the same thing when I was there. I I worked at the same store you did. And when I was hiring people, I thought the same thing. I mean, I hated the process of doing interviews and I hated looking and having to judge whether or not somebody got a job or whether I recommended. I was never the final call, but... Yeah, to think about if somebody's going to stick around because there's a little wave of that kind of in 2002 after 9-11 and after things had taken a dip and some people were laid off. Yeah, we were getting people who were coming in who were applying for jobs or even Mm -hmm. in in 2009 following the the recession. It was a similar thing where there are people who were not in a field remotely close to retail. Maybe they'd done it when they were younger. Maybe they cashiered when they were in high school or, you know, at home from college or something, but yeah, there were a lot of people who would come in who we thought, oh, are they going to stick around? But at the same time, yeah, you're caught because you feel bad because you want to give this person a job because, I mean, for one, you know they're going to show up for as long as they do stick around because they already have worked in a professional environment. They're not some high school kid with a laissez-faire kind of attitude and, you know, just like, ah oh, whatever, it's, it's just work, I don't need to do it, you know, something like that. So there is that right. part, but yeah, you do want to foster some some growth and, and hope for longevity with the people you bring in because hiring people and not keeping them is an expensive <laughs> it's an expensive uh process yeah i yeah. get I that mean, it's it's going to be
1: a tough thing because you know we have a bunch of people that are out and i think we have I don't know, maybe 40 people that are not coming to work because either because they're not comfortable coming to work
0: that's actually less that's of, yeah workforce that's less than i would have thought so, actually
1: which is weird. Where most of the people that are coming out are staying out are the younger people. All the older folks that have been here forever are still at work. You'd think that they're the ones would be the most concerned.
0: Yeah, and like, yet yeah, they're they're the ones with the with the sense of loyalty. That's really interesting.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, on that, and they're they're more susceptible to everything. They're older, and they might be in their late fifties, early sixties, and they're still working. So, I mean, but that's that's also the struggle, you know. You you have a job where you might be given. You know, we everybody knows the way the retail works in these days. You know, you're you're given pretty decent pay now, but you're not given enough hours.
0: That's a trade off
1: right now. Right now, they're offering decent pay and decent hours. And that's the struggle, because all of a sudden you might wake up in the morning and you're just not feeling well and you know that you should not go to work because, you know, just in case, just to be sure. But you're going to work anyway because you can't miss out on that paycheck. And that's, that's where the line is is kind of a draw. We've had a couple cases where, you know, people have not felt good and they still came to work. Right, which is the trouble. Much, right. And then, you know, if, if they're visibly sick, you know, we can do something about it. But if they refuse to say that they're not feeling well, then there's nothing we can do.
0: Yeah, which is the sad part because you never – nobody ever wants to be the asshole who, who brings their, their illness to work. I'm talking about just on the average, you know, whether it's a, a cold, yeah, like or, cold or yeah. – cold or flu or – Yeah. It's like stay home. And I was always one of those people, too. I hated missing work. And, you know, our friend Ryan is the same way where he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to miss work unless he he physically cannot get himself out of bed and into the car and and to work. But at the same time, I used to be that way much more. But then I realized uh, or I kind of after seeing enough experiences of other people, I thought, wow, I don't want to be that asshole who comes into work, who then infects everybody else and then gets everybody else sick and then everyone else is out. And then it's going to be harder for me anyway, because now there are less people there when I'm better. So yeah, there is always that kind of uh, psychological trade-off where it's, well, do I do without the money, or you know, and and do what feels good, or do I have to do this for? Uh, I guess maybe it's more of a moral trade-off. Like, do I do what's right for everybody, or do I do what's right for everyone else? Which kind of kind of encapsulates the situation we're in right now as a country. Well, do I go out because I want to and because, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, where the virus is or do I stay home for the sake of everybody else? So it's...
1: Yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully it kind of changes the mentality of maybe some people and how they think after this hopefully goes away sooner rather than later that, you know, if you're not feeling well, take care of yourself. A lot of these companies offer you sick time for a reason, you know, I know plenty of people that are that are like just like that. They work all the time. They don't take time off, and they're maxed out on how much sick time or vacation time they can take. And now they're just they're literally accruing nothing. So, I mean, this is this is important to. It's a, it's an important lesson if you're gonna look at the broader scheme of you know take care of yourself. There's a reason companies like this offer you time to get well and be better. You know, I, for me personally, I know that if I'm not sitting well, I need to take care of myself.
0: So, what have you been doing to stay sane while you've been home? Because you're obviously not going anywhere when you're not going to work. So, what what have you been doing since you're you're at home? You're, I'm sure you're trying to keep to yourself because you live with you know some some older roommates. So, what have yep. what have you been doing to to keep yourself sane? Have there been guild meetings? Have there been gaming appointments? Like, what what is it you've been up to?
1: I uh, I will say that if in quarantine itself. If I was able to work, get money, and be quarantined at home, I would be in heaven. I was born a recluse, <laughs> so this is the greatest moment of my life, honestly, for in the quarantine sense of the word. So, uh no, I, I I literally just play video games and I read and watch TV. It's great. I don't. It's what I do every day anyway. So, the, the game Animal Crossing came out, and it's the greatest game I've ever played, <laughs> mainly because it's just mindless and and it's just a time waster and it's great. And I've convinced so many people to play it. And now I have a bunch
0: of friends playing it. You should play it too, Chris. <laughs> uh-huh, maybe. Whenever I get my hands on a Switch, I'll be sure to yeah. grab me some Animal Crossing. I think I did. I, you know what? I may have had that for GameCube ages ago. Probably. Yeah, they've had a ton of them. But i am playing a lot of online
1: games. You know, I've, I've always had friends that I've had throughout the years that play online. So I've always still have that social interaction of talking to other people, So which is... Which is nice. It's nice to be able to just talk to people and socialize and hear their stories from one different parts of the country. You know, people from North Carolina, Ohio, Iowa, North Jersey. I have one friend that lives up there. He's dealing with stuff that's a little closer to New York than me, and uh, so it's 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 it, kept, it keeps the sanity being able to interact with people like through the voice chat and such. It's a different for a lot of other people. I I, I feel comfortable doing all this. But I can definitely understand, you know, people who don't play video games or don't read regularly, uh, how they have a hard time trying to find something to do. I'll give you an example. When I used to live with Ryan and the power went out, I would just read a book and I'd be fine.
0: Oh, if the power was out for...
1: (laughs) Ryan would lose his mind and he would sit there and stare at the ceiling and not know what to do and get mad.
0: Right. And then get mad at
1: me for not being also mad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> why don't you join me in my misery exactly he felt he would get
1: more mad that i wasn't also mad that the power was out and it was getting warm in the house
0: i mean what and can then you, eventually he would leave
1: what can you do in a case right. like that so i mean so i would just uh, adapt you have to adapt and i've been very good at adapting to sol- to solitude
0: i gotta say i did talk to him on the show uh, the other week and obviously we, we text regularly but i i am concerned for his well-being when it comes to staying home period because you also know like he can be Kind of like me, he, he, he's fine with being a homebody and sitting and watching TV and all that, but he likes to be able to go out, go out to eat, go out freely at the, you know, yeah. at the same time. But he's also pretty good at staying home and watching TV and I identify with that. But I'm definitely more concerned about his well-being when it comes to how he's handling <laughs> being at home. I may need to check in on him sooner uh, than, than later on the show to see exactly how he's handling it. Yeah. He's got a kid too, yeah, so. It's a different dynamic. A
1: toddler, he's dealing with. He's got two dogs and a wife, and you know himself. It's a full house. Yeah, he's absolutely got to deal with that. Yeah, my my dad is actually dealing with my that. He just turned sixty, and he has diabetes, and he's a little overweight, and he smokes. And uh, so my brother grounded him. He's not allowed to leave the house. My dad's very <laughs> angry about that. Right? Not angry. He's just like he, he's he's like that angry teenager who just told, got told he's grounded. Like, he's not really, like, pissed, but he's, like, frustrated that he can't go anywhere. Like, he told my mom the other day, can I just go to Lowe's? I'm pretty sure there's no one there. I need to pick up some lumber. <laughs> and my mom said no. My brother went and picked it up for him. Yeah, I kind of do, do that. He likes to same thing. He likes to just go out for a little bit. You know, like, go get a coffee and go to the store and pick up what he needs. He just needs that little bit of social interaction.
0: And getting and out of the house. I, I think my dad misses that, too. I mean, he, he understands what's going on, and he doesn't want to leave the house. I actually brought them groceries last week because there were no options for delivery or for pickup for any of the stores that are around them, and they're also in a in a senior community. So any of the yeah. stores around them are gonna be booked up because I'm sure everybody else's kids are thinking the same thing. Oh, what can I do to get groceries to my parents, or you know, I'm stuck away from. So I was just able to leave everything at the door. Well, I would put it inside sure. the door, and then they would bring yeah, it in
1: tied a big rock to and checked it through the front window
0: but But i (laughs) think in the garage (laughs) i think just not being able to to go out here you know my father would go up maybe three times a week he'd make a trip to the bank he'd make a trip to the grocery store or they go out together for doctor's appointments and that i mean even the first week the first week of this suggested you know the the middle of march where it was don't go out unless you need to He went out to the store at one point because he wanted to try to get his hands on a couple of things, which, of course, were sold out. And I even had to scold both my parents for that and say, no, don't go anywhere because they're in their 70s. So and, you know, my father had bypass surgery, so he's considered immunocompromised. I said, you know what? Whatever it is, if I can't have it delivered, I'll just bring it there myself because
1: it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm dealing with the same issue with uh, the two older folks here. She and Janice. She just refuses to accept that she should not be going out. Like on Friday, she went out to shop right and went shopping and she's 82 and she's severely immunocompromised. She has, uh, she has pre leukemia. She should not be leaving the house, which is a blood disorder. It's not actually the cancer, but you know, it's, it's tough telling, trying to get her to grasp the fact that she should not be leaving the house at all. Like we have, there's two people here that can leave the house to help her if we need any if she needs anything but she's just she insists on going out and you know she'll be gone like six o'clock in the morning to go do whatever she needs to do all
0: right Corey. well let's turn things around a little and you can be the next victim in our quarantine questionnaire oh boy what the oh, prize not a single thing you just have the honor of participating in this well i guess that's something it is It is. You should be proud. I'll print you a certificate if you want and mail it to you. I would like a certificate. Thank you. All right. Well, you work in a store so you can get your own frame. Okay. A bunch of questions. (laughs) Very, very random. Here we go. If you could go right now and have one meal in one restaurant, what would it be and where?
1: Hmm, That is a good question. You know what? I really like Mexican food. So I would probably have to say like enchiladas. I like Jose Teos maybe.
0: I got to tell you, there's one 10 minutes from me, and I was thinking about getting some some takeout there.
1: Well, you can have my enchiladas for me and then breathe them the phone for me. Thanks.
0: I will. I'll take a picture of them and send them to you. Um, I'll I'll, I'll post it, and then I'll tag you on Instagram. What do you put on first, pants or socks? Pants. Taking weight gain and other health risks out of the equation, what five foods would you want to live on while being stuck at home during the quarantine? Oh, boy.
1: All right. Um, sandwiches, sandwiches, more sandwiches and sandwiches. Now, um, <laughs> I mean, I love sandwiches, so that's going to be on the list. You're kidding. Pasta, Kool-Aid, not not Kool-Aid. Now, actually, I'm okay with water. Water's great. Um, so pasta, sandwiches, chicken.
0: I mean, pretty basic stuff. Meatloaf. I love meatloaf. You get Pizza. one more. Pizza. Nice. What celebrities would you like to be quarantined with? One male, one female. Uh, Tom Hanks, since Junior has already been
1: through it, so he, he can probably coach me on that. Um, one female. Mm, oh yeah, uh, Kate Beckinsale. Thank you. She is hilarious and
0: gorgeous. So yes. If exposure to the virus weren't a factor, what place would you like to have visited before the pandemic? It could be a city, a country, a theme park, an event, whatever. I still
1: and always will want to go to Japan one day. I think. Visiting Japan would be just a wonderful thing. Just to visit the culture, the people, the the food, everything. Just en- encompassing like a whole different type of personality, people. I would love it. If you could be a woman for a day, what would you do? Fill my boobs. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably just do the normal same thing. I probably wouldn't change a whole lot. Maybe of felt to uh, sit cross-legged a
0: little better. Malcolm Reynolds, Wade Wilson, Riddick. Who has the biggest penis?
1: I don't think it's it's Wade Wilson. It's probably burned off. Uh, I'll go with Riddick.
0: What will you personally be cooking during the self-quarantine?
1: Well, actually, I have a very restricted uh, diet currently, so I stick with proteins mainly, so chicken, a little bit of beef, a little bit of vegetables, and no sugar whatsoever.
0: That's my downfall.
1: I don't crave sugar, so um, it's not been too bad for me.
0: If you ever released a cologne, what would you call it and what would it smell like? It would smell like pineapples
1: mixed with maybe some pine saw or something. It'd be great. And I would call it
0: cork. If you could have sex with a cartoon character other than Jessica Rabbit, who would it be? God damn it. <clears throat> um, was this the only one asked for me? Just this specifically for me? No, not at all. Every guy has been asked this question, and every guy has had Jessica Rabbit pulled out of the options. Because that's the first one any sane guy would pick. So I had to take it Any out. Any person that doesn't watch cartoons regularly. You could include anime.
1: Yeah, I know, but then no nobody would know what you're talking about. That's Let's see, can I include that one? That would be bestiality. Let's see.
0: <laughs> Rainbow Dash.
1: No, I was talking about the Space Jam Rabbit.
0: Oh, Lola Bunny, huh?
1: Yeah, Lola Bunny. She was always hot. I had a thing for her when I was a kid.
0: All right, well, if I could make you like a cartoon character and you could you could bang Lola Bunny, would you be okay uh, with it? Fair enough,
1: we'll do that. Yeah, I'll go with Lola Bunny then.
0: Okay. If the quarantine lasts for months and there's a meat shortage and your only option is to catch and kill birds and squirrels, what methods would you use?
1: Uh, well, first of all, you get some tinfoil, you wrap it around with a rubber band and then you use a paper clip, but then you use like a slingshot and you try to, or I just create a snare or something, you know, YouTube videos, um, watch some MacGyver.
0: If you transition to a female, what would you change your name to? Uh, it would just stay Corey
1: because that's gender neutral. That would spell it K-O-R-R-I-E.
0: So it would be just like being a new person. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm Corey. Well, the oh, hey, would give you away. Mm-hmm. If there was a Mount Rushmore for anime characters, what four faces would be on it? Well,
1: there would clearly be Naruto. There would be uh, probably, well, I mean, if you're talking about my favorite or just in general, there's like Naruto, there's Luffy, there's Ichigo from Bleach, and Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Jesus.
0: Okay. Well, you get to pick four faces. Who would it be?
1: Yeah, those four. That's five. Oh, that's five. Oh, so I would go with, uh, Naruto. I would go with Luffy from one piece. I'll go with Ash Ketchum and mm, Spike Spiegel from cowboy. Bebop.
0: All right, Corey, congratulations. You have completed the quarantine questionnaire.
1: Hell yes. I look forward to my certificate any day now.
0: All right, Corey, <laughs> we're just about done here. Anything you want to plug? I'm just going to tell everyone to buy Animal
1: Crossing. You'll be less stressed. You'll be more... You'll mainly just be less stressed. You'll be less stressed and you'll have daily activities to do and something to do with friends.
0: Sounds good. And you can follow me at Chris Abalo on Twitter and at Chris Out on Instagram. And, of course, follow the show at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, subscribe. And if you like the show, give it five stars wherever it is you're getting your podcast these days. And... We'll be back on Friday with another show. Well, I'll be back, not we. Corey's going to go back to work. So, until next time, for Corey No Yes, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. I'm a millennial, so first I have to watch a YouTube instructional video on how to do it. What's going on, guys? I'm Cory. And today, I'm going to teach you how to get your friend out of a rat hole. And don't forget to check out my other videos, like how to play guitar. Uh, Brian, this might be a while. What's going on, guys? I'm Cory.